Episode 344, The Rant, Tim Jinks, Part 2, The Return. It's been a whirlwind of a life since we last spoke two years ago. A career change, moving, coronavirus. Tim chops it up at the chop shop to talk about all these changes, his summer that was 2021, and getting his footing back in officiating. All that and more, Tim Jinks, Part 2, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from four under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born, they are created. The Rant has been brought to you by The Island Garden, located at 45 Cherry Valley Avenue, West Hempstead, New York. Long Island. Enjoy three basketball courts with various camps, clinics, leagues, and the biggest AAU outfit in the nation, the Long Island Lightning. For more information to find out how you can get on the court, contact Tom at islandgarden.com. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, The Return, part two from episode 58 fame. Also one of my fellow brothers in the officiating stripes from Board 41, certified basketball official. Just finished a couple of games at Island Garden, Mr. Tim Jenks. How are you, my friend? Ralph the Ref, I'm in the building. I'm glad to be here. So excited. I'm so proud of what I'm seeing right now. Oh, so stop it, man. The studio is, is getting better and better. Good stuff. Yeah, it's still kind of halfway, but you know, if you look at this place, it means so much to me. I just shared a story that is like super personal to me. But when I first came into this property, I called this place the chop shop because there was literally like 14 Honda Accords in here. <laughs> I had to take a dumpster and I think I, I threw out like so many car doors because this definitely used to be a chop shop where people were like taking out parts of Honda Accords and whatever they were doing. But it, it means so much that it's a place where people are sitting down and chilling and I'm able to do a uh, interview with with one of my fellow brethren in officiating, man. Indeed, indeed. So I've been seeing you a lot, and we're taping this on July 15th, uh, 2021. We are in a different Delta version of the pandemic, and Game 4 just happened of the NBA Finals where the Milwaukee Bucks ended up squaring it. Um, but, you know, let's, let's just talk about, I guess, just the little hits that I've been hitting you. I know that we wanted to do a side project because you're going to H-Town in Texas, and Yes. You're going to be doing something for Airman Dixon. Yes. Um, he's getting uh, in, in the Hall of Fame of his old high school at Yates, yeah. um, which sounds pretty cool. And there's going to be a bevy of different Harlem Globetrotters there. So we've been talking on that. Um, you rep for me at the Bolden Mac. I want to hear about your experience. There. And I saw you there being a photographer. Were you trying to be like me, man? Yeah, What's going I'm on? I'm telling you, Ralph. I'm auditioning. I didn't know you were going to be there. It was, <laughs> it was a surprise party for my daughter for her 18th birthday. So 
her birthday party was at the Mac or it was like no a, a, a it was house. literally in the backyard of the Mac because one of her one of her friends moved over there in Amityville and uh, it feels Uniondale-ish there yeah I'm telling you it's not Uniondale Amityville but it, is the hood man I love yeah. Amityville and uh, they they had a surprise birthday party. I happened to be over there, and I, I heard the the roar, and I heard referee rant on oh, the mic, Jesus. and I jumped. I was like, "What?" Oh, Ralph probably over there. I'm going over there right now. So of course, Ralph was in the building, and it was it was live. It was uh, adult basketball, and I, you know, I had a good time. But fortunately, I had my camera because uh, I was taking pictures mm. of my daughter's uh, birthday party. Uh, Nyella, shout out to her, and. Um, yeah, and I just came over, and it was it was just the atmosphere. It was great. First of all, it's a brand new park. I think uh, whoever sparked that that uh, idea, someone when I went there to ref, they said that that was a brand new park. So it was a beautiful park. Uh, I was there before, and uh, they I was being offered, uh, you know, bar drinks, mm. <laughs> and uh, you know the the aroma in the air was you know hood hood aroma if if I could say that legal though nonetheless yeah, yeah exactly we in we in we in twenty twenty one right now so it's a different ball game but the energy was there basketball is back man mm. it was like way you know I labeled I, I posted that we outside y'all that was just the theme of that weekend it was just it was so good to have a summer where basketball was back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, people were enjoying, you know, we had DJs out there, y'all had it going on out there, so. I've so I've seen you so many times during the pandemic. I'd say I probably saw you about eight or nine times, but just always, like, in passing. I haven't really got a chance to talk to you. And if I think about when last time I did interview you two years ago and two months when we did that in the rain right before we had a game, we were in a different situation when it came to the refing. I know for me, my perception of refing was so much different. I had such great ambitions to go as far as I can in college. I wanted to do the best that I could in the city, and there was no global pandemic. You know, we fast forward a couple of months later, everything was shut down, and I know somebody like you and me, man, almost around 10 years ago, me and you were at Island Garden all day, every day, whether we were on opposite courts and we were trying to chase time, or we were on the same court with the same mission. I just always thought of you, somebody just grinding and grinding, but... I do remember you always had like this displaced energy because you always wanted to have ambitions of like being a teacher and you had to really start over. And, you know, I really commend somebody like you because at your age, you end up becoming more conservative and conservative and you can't make those, you know, decisions that you feel like you can just do when you're when you're younger, because a misstep is is like a bigger misstep when you're older because of the, the nature of how many people are counting on you. So. You know, when the pandemic, I thought about somebody like you that, you know, at the very least, you were able to pursue your uh, master's in education. And I know that was a very arduous thing because you were always, you know, single-mindedly purposed in thinking about that, even though when you were and that was still on your mind. And, you know, congratulations to you and all your success of being able to have your dream as a teacher. But, you know, refereeing is still a big identity to you. So, you know, I want to go back to those early moments of the pandemic. We're talking March 2020. Where were you at that moment? I know you were teaching and probably refing somewhere, somehow, and then all of a sudden that stopped. Go back to that and tell me what your memories are of that. Ba basketball is life. <clears throat> I tell you, Ralph, um, I'm proud to be a part of this game. Uh, it was a dream for me to to get to the level that I'm at, uh, you know, in, in just in my career. You know, again, I had to totally transform into something new. Uh, because I was in real estate and, and mortgages and that f fell apart in that crash. 
So I decided I'm going to do something that I really enjoy. And I, when, when I made that choice to do what I enjoyed, one day I'm sitting watching basketball and bow, it sparked in me. I'm going to, I'm going to be a referee. I'm going to be a referee. So that, that hit me. And, the, you know, I, I, I'm a poor righteous teacher. So by nature, that's, that's, that's in my blood. But the, the, the identity of becoming a teacher, just uh, it, that, that became my passion as well. So I pursued going through whatever I needed to go through. And refereeing was what paved the way for me. It, it, it became the foundation that, that, you know, never once did I say I'm going to work. It was always something to add to the mission. I was having fun with it. So when you have fun and you keep your vibration high, that's what allows you to achieve your, your vision and your goals. And, uh, you know, again, what I saw through the pandemic, the pandemic started on March 13th, 20, was it 2019, right? From basketball, the game of basketball changed the world. Because up until that point, we were curious. We were in the school and we were, we were uh, concerned for the children. We were hearing what was coming and what was going down and that certain schools had closed down. But nobody really gave any attention to the dynamic of what was happening until basketball shut down, mm. March 13th. I'll yeah. never forget. And it was actually the 12th. It was the day before. And then everybody else around the world shut down. Yeah, and it was all because of the NBA, ironically enough. The NBA, basketball. What's NBA also basketball. crazy, nobody ever thinks of it also this way. You know, NBA was the first to have, like, fans, like, like, let's go back to the arena. I was like, they bugging. But now that you think about it, they always thought about the gradual timeline that in due time, July, when projected the finals are going to happen, a.k.a. right now, there you go. that we're going to have fans. So, yeah, you know, because like, it, it's it's energy. You know what I mean? And like I said, when I was when I say I never really worked a day in my life. When I refereed, that's I really embraced that because I enjoyed refereeing and the game of basketball. So it was I was contributing to you know of course my pocket. I, you know I got the I got the name in my first interview with you as the Hustle King because when that when that text went out, mm. I was always the first one on it. I would take six, seven, eight games. Yeah, I remember a day. that. Now I'm out there struggling right now because that <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> the right. pandemic has hit us. And, and again, it's because of, you know, just the, you, you don't realize how much it's contributing to your, to your well-being, just mm. the exercise and getting out there and uh, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, you know. I went out there today, you know, every, you know being out there, you, know, you haven't seen people in, in over a year, some of them, and, you know, they, everybody just embraces you and, and all the coaches and parents and things like that. So it's great to be back. Um, you know, the kids, the kids, uh, Kids, you know, it looks like some of them looks like 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 they haven't lost a step, but the you know, in general, people uh, are a step slower right now. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how um, the game develops. Uh, you know, the NBA looks great right now. Mm -hmm. this, this, I, you know, the Knicks pissed me off so bad that I stopped watching basketball. Period for, for like three years, man. I'm such a Knicks fan. You know, uh, you know, my daughter at once upon a time was a Knicks City kid, so I could always call myself a Nick for life. But um, the the, uh, the 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 drama they put you through. But right now, uh, basketball is back, so it's fun to see people in the stands again. You know, the 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 energy of Madison Square Garden is is just un, unmatchable. So when you're able to experience that again, the game of basketball is contributing to energy, to health, 
to uh, you know to 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 people's lives. Mm. And and Ralph is is I'm just so proud of what you've been doing, man. Like three hundred some odd oh, episodes God. later, right? It's, and you and you're capturing New York basketball, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like pay attention to what's going on with this referee rant. It's it's it's, it's making an impact, and you know we shared a vision of of being able to touch the referees. Nobody was ever talking about the referees and. Uh, the angle of what what uh, the people who manage the game bring to the game, and for you to expose that, and you've you've expanded into <laughs> coaches and all different sports. So, this is a wonderful uh, uh, platform, man. I'm, mm. I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. I hope I'm I'm begging you, like, can I get a job? I'm I'm, I'm putting in for a job right now. I got my camera ready. I got my mic. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and that's the the genesis of why you're coming. We're gonna. Pick up a mic. Shout out to Oliver in the back, man. This guy, we were talking about refereeing, and he didn't realize how much of a, a craft it was. And, you know, I want to expound upon that whole brotherhood that you were talking about before. When it comes to the refereeing thing, you know, what was really funny is that I'd say about three years ago, I met this, uh, one of my mentors right now, uh, Bernard Bowen Sr. And I think what he did when I first initially met him is that he said this thing that was like so fortune cookie backwards to me, but he said, he said, when I started refing and I got good at it, I realized that in the future, I wanted to get closer to refereeing without refereeing. And I was like, how could you possibly do that? So I feel like that's why we gravitated towards each other. And I know for the absence of refereeing and still trying to create referee rant personally was a challenge initially because there's no reference. There's no reference. So it, I really had to like really lean in on referees. And then I kind of just had another angle because there were so many referees that identified themselves like you and I as a referee. And now that if you have that basically eliminated from your whole life, then what are you? So I did a lot of soul searching and I was able to really expound upon people's stories. I want to go back to those moments from March all the way to everything was shut down and Man, I was just even thinking about this early on in the pandemic. I just recently watched, believe it or not, The Last Dance. And everyone's like surprised, like, you didn't see it before? Like, no, I saw it. I just wanted to realize, like, how much time has elapsed because that was the beginning of the pandemic when we had no entertainment. And that was the only thing that we were looking forward to, to the point right now where we've been able to open up and then got shut down again. And then yeah. we opened it up again. And then now that the vaccines are going, um, it's just a different time. But, you know, that whole time of pause... What were you doing to fill in your time since refereeing was such a big identity for you and now everything was basically shut? Yeah, it was beautiful, honestly, because it gave it, it uh, you know, my, my vision, again, was to incorporate uh, education into teaching refs. You know, I, I really want to, you know, I saw, I saw a need to to be to bring education into the referee game. You know, with the people that brought us into the game, we, we, we were after New York City, so that group... Uh, you know, John Colson, shout out to him. You know, he brought us into that clique of really brother, a brotherhood of New York refs that kept you sharp. And, you know, I saw when I came out to Long Island that there really wasn't anything put together that would keep the refs, you know, tight like that. You know, uh, of course, you know, everybody looks out for each other, but I saw that. And, and being, again, my nature as a poor rights teacher, I wanted to fulfill that that duty of of educating on some level so you know i love the camera i, I love uh you know uplifting or, or shedding sh sharing information so i wanted to see that and what the pandemic brought for me 
I had envisioned which almost what you're doing of of you know of you know radio and video and things like that, and now I'm you know I envision myself on a beach somewhere being able to teach somebody remotely, and that was my vision, and that became the pandemic. So it was really a reward for again the the keeping doing a really really difficult ten years of my life raising a family and doing all of that you know it, it the 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 energy the positive energy like I said never went to day at work you know re- refereeing and that positive energy kept me so high that it fulfilled my vision of I'm now a teacher in Harlem. Mm. Getting paid to educate Harlem kids mm. while sitting in my living room. Mm. <laughs> you, you follow what I'm saying? So, and then now it gave me a chance to uh, Im- improve on that skill. And now, again, I want to get back into the game of basketball, you know, through coaching maybe. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm now in a middle school in, in Harlem. I would love to, to get on that, that basketball. I'm putting, a shout, I'm putting a shout out there to my coach. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's, it's, there are levels to this thing. And like you said, the, you know, you have to soul search to find something different uh, about the game when the game's not there. Mm. And this is literally, again, another opportunity that I use to, to show the kids in school. I would always tell them, you know, especially the kids that were interested in, in basketball. Um, you know, I told them, look, you got to learn different angles of the game. You know, there's coaching. There's the people that's filming the game. There's people that's measuring the court. There's people that's putting up the rims. There's people that's putting up, you know, different things. There's so many ways that you can be involved in the game of basketball. You know, I had the court in my, in my backyard, in my, in my neighborhood, in Hempstead. Everybody used to come into my neighborhood and we played ball. But, you know, I was too short and not skilled enough to really play serious basketball. But I found the angle to get in through refereeing. And again, if we, what you're doing is now making it cool to highlight, you know, so, a different aspect. So that, you know, now kids may be able to pick up on referee rant and see the different light that may be involved. You know, a lot of these kids have such a big dream and so tunnel vision about going to the NBA and, but they, and they never give, you know, refereeing a chance, you know, people, we just talked about it. The referees in the NBA make it 200, 300 grand. So imagine if you do what the, you know, you, you inspire a kid to after his basketball career, something doesn't go right. Oh, wow. I can get into refereeing or I can, you know, I can sit at the table even, you know, we know Stuart from, uh, the, the, he's been doing the next score table for what? Almost probably 30 years now. You, you know, Stuart, right? Yep. So, um, there's so many different angles. And, and again, this, this light needed to come out. And uh, again, I'm so proud of what you've been, been able to bring to the table, man. We need this, mm. and I want I want to help bring it to the next level. All know right, man. This guy's really trying to <laughs> I'm, I'm, do I'm a not, job I'm, interview I'm, yeah, while doing I'm doing a job doing interview. because I see I see the future. Bro. Where's the resume? Though? I see I see the future in what referee Rand is going to bring to the table, man. All People right. don't know. I know. I, I mean, see it. I mean, I know, but I'm down with the TVA. <laughs> I, I, I see the timelines. All right. Okay, we had Kang the Conqueror come out today. I'm a big Marvel fan, so. Yeah, I'm on the timeline. I like that. So during this whole time of pause, um, from just being shut down, not refereeing, to the rims being taken down in the city, it's and then real. Island Garden being closed down for a year, to finally like having a situation where we're refing with masks, and then all of a sudden, that was back to normal. What do you think you learned this whole time, this whole time of pause? That <laughs> we need to breathe. <laughs> 
any athletics that you do is based on breath. Get that breath. This whole, this whole pandemic was about shutting down the lungs and it shut down our activity. And we need to keep that. that we, you know, knowledge of self means know yourself, know your body. You got to be able to know your body and the breath, you're the breath of life. And running up and down that court, you know, allows me to clear my head, you know, and as a basketball player, you're keeping in shape that respiration, that respiration is, is so critical. And again, it's, it's the answer to this pandemic. If, if that is the case, if there's, if there's a sickness and illness that's going to damage you, keeping your body prepared to, to encounter anything. Cause, cause again, the body is here to be prepared for anything. You know what I'm saying? It's not, <coughs> excuse me. There's nothing the body can't handle, but and if, if you're prepared for it properly mm -hmm. and athletics and sports really um, concentrates on respiration and, and that, that ability to keep that heart pumping the blood through the body and, you know, it eliminates the fear when you're in good shape and you're, you know, not to say that you don't have fear if you're in good shape. Every, there's fear on all levels. But, again, it, the, the better mentally prepared you are to handle your situation, the better you're going to be. Mm. And, and athletics is, is, is just a tool to keep yourself uh, aligned properly. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it, the pandemic taught me that that was missing, the interaction between people. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with kids, and, and it's going to be interesting. I'm a teacher, so I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see as kids come back into the building what their condition is going to be because mm. they, they were isolated, isolated. You know, and, and this generation is, is conditioned to be on the video games 24-7. I get that. But, it, you know, without, without interaction... You know, did that I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna be. We don't know. Nobody knows. This is mm. this is this is I, I tell the kids all the time, you're a pioneer. Nobody knows this has never happened before. You know what I mean? And but I know one thing, like I said, the 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 sports is gonna be a true avenue for us to to be healthy at least. Mm. You know what I mean? And and to have that camaraderie and you know, even the racism, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we were talking about that earlier. It it breaks down those barriers, you know, you get you get this bond and brotherhood in sports that allows what what isolation and fear can bring to the to the population out there mm. and if, if you have that camaraderie and brotherhood and you know like i said i'm we're going to be doing the, the harlem globetrotters um you know we grew up with the harlem globetrotters and they were just that entertainment that that dynamic of of um keeping the vibration high keeping your spirit high and sports and athletics does that. And like I said, for, for me, for 10 years, as much as hell as I was going through, trying to keep my family alive, and just a normal thing, nothing out, out, of, out of the ordinary, but the refereeing kept, kept me healthy because I, I can see now, just from a year of being out of the game, those three games that I did, where I could normally do six, seven games, and man, three games, I'm I'm out <laughs> buffing for three. Uh, you know, water, 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 water. Drink your water, ladies and gentlemen. Water, water, water. Mm. But yeah, this this um, this pandemic, you know, again, it's it's going to be interesting to see how people come out of it. So you know, the injuries again, injuries in, in the NBA. We saw a lot of injuries. It was good. I thought it was going to be good because it allowed people to to heal up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know, again, if you if you're out of practice of anything, you know, repetition, 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 out of practice of anything, you lose some of that skill. So, mm. but it's gonna be interesting. Do you feel like now in the situation that you're in right now, do you think that your love of refing has enhanced, or do you think it's kind of changed since the pandemic? Well, thankfully for me, it was it it was a, it was my avenue, you know what I mean, to get to where I, I wanted to, to be now. So now I've accomplished certain things. Uh, you know, I've got more credentials of what I what I want uh, t- towards my vision. And again, I think I want to explore a different angle of the game at this point. I think I may want to get into coaching, you know. Um, but again, refereeing is such a, a unique thing that you, you don't have to be involved with the parents and the, the coaches and the kids. So you could just do your do your game, focus on your game and go home and mm. still be a part of the game. And I got you know, I love being out on that court, man. Just, you know, especially when there's a good game and, and you know, you you're you know, you're the referee, you blow that whistle. You better have you better have the right call, you better have the you know, so it forces you to focus. You know, the, the deep the better the game, the more you as a referee are locked in and, and focused. And again, good organized sports would not exist without the referees mm. and betting money. Big money is on these games. So, like I said, who knows what happens in, in the pro realm and when real money is coming involved. But on this level with with high school kids and, you know, adult leagues and things like that, you know, you, you make the difference. People are uh, depending on you to have organization and be prepared with your skill set so that, Again, they're out there, you know, putting uh, whatever they have on the line so that they can maybe get a scholarship. And that's the other thing, you know, I, I feel for the kids that may, you know, were in their senior year that, that lost some of that playing time, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, again, we as the referees make sure that the game is organized and, and, and kept in a direction that allows people to enjoy it without, you know, helter-skelter, you know, without the, you know, the, the chaos of, of let's say, park ball or street ball. You know, we, we all have fun in the park and the street, but, it, you know, there, there's a point where you need organization if you're going to have it. So, thank you know, shout out to all the refs out there and all the, all the sports. You know? I like that. Health is skelter is a very seldom used word nowadays. Yeah. Wait, how'd you add that to your lexicon? Well, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of ro- rock and ruck. Shout out to okay. Sean See, I was thinking that you were thinking about that book about um, Sharon Tate. You probably don't even know. What I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Okay, there's a book yeah, called yeah. Helter Skelter. Yeah, it was like the pioneer of uh, investigative journalism and then also the uh, Fab Five, uh, the Helter Skelter, and then Coco Brothers, right? It was, yeah, it was yeah, all that. Who can't click? Shut who up. Who can't click? Yeah, I, I used to love them when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, we're. We're taping this, and I know that you're going to be traveling tomorrow. Just talk about your trip that you're going to be taking uh, going to Texas. Your first time? Not my first time in Texas, but oh, my God. Passing by the airport first time? Or this is like the real time that you're going to go through? Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this, again, this is the first time. Man, I haven't taken a vacation, like, since I started refereeing, you know, because, again, I, you know, I was in that uh, mortgage and real estate crash, and, you know, I just had, I was literally working two, two three jobs, Two jobs, going to school, trying to get everything together, and uh, you know now everything is coming together. So I'm, I'm finally in a position where I could take a break, and and it worked out. 
like I said, I said, wait, Harlem, you, you know somebody, I know somebody that has, uh, you know, shout out to Tricia. She, she knows the, someone who has the, the uh, family member who was married to one of the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, the youngest coach, in fact, of the Harlem Globetrotters. And they do a fundraising, uh, you know, sponsorship for the community. They're, they're truly involved with the community. And Texas is, they put out a lot of uh, pro athletes. So, uh, you know, he, he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame in the, in the local high school uh, down in, in Houston. And they, they have about five or six ex-Harlem Globetrotters that they promote uh, a camp for for the youth in the community and they're going to be hosting a game and it's going to be super fun i you know they're gonna they're, the the hall of globe charters are going to be playing the youth mm. or the ex Harlem globe charters so it's not a harlem harlem globe charter game let's not mistake that but all all of these players are ex Harlem globe charters and they've created this 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 youth organization in houston so it's it's going to be a phenomenal you know i just it's just uh, my dream is you're you're reffing true. this. I'm reffing this game. Oh, yes. Geez. Do you know who you're reffing with? I, I, I don't know who I'm reffing with, but I was invited, and it's going to be incredible. I'm a Harlem teacher, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be reffing the Harlem Globetrotters. I'm from New York. All right, going down to Houston. All right. I'm living my dream, man. All right, you know what I'm saying? So this is going to be exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. So, and again, I I really like the fact that it's it's community based. You know what mm. I mean? That they're, they're really they're really that's that's why any thing usually successful is when you when you give back to the community so you know these guys are obviously they're the home world child so they've been around the world they've been they've been at the top of the game and in fact is is it true that they're what well, was that some some uh social media thing that the, aren't the home are the home world child is trying to make a push to get into the nba or something no, like that? I don't no know that, about that that was some social media stuff yeah like you'd that. have to go through a lot of yeah i'm saying it doesn't make sense at all first no. of all but there will be the seattle supersonics before anything yeah. First yeah, off. Yeah. I mean, you know, that they, the NBA just need that kind of, you know, the, the home goal charters are their own, their own entity. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So, I'm getting to, to go away for, for a little bit and, um, you know, referee this game. So, you know, I, I, I think I should be nervous, but I'm just like a little kid. I'm just so excited right now. I just, I've never I seen you nervous I, on I, the basketball yeah, court. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't wait to get there. So, yeah. Mm. Over the years, man, it's, uh, again, just stay stay focused, young people, old people, any people. If you got a mind out there, I'm telling you, just visualize, breathe deeply. First of all, get your your, your the love in your heart is is it goes across all boundaries, all dimensions, and you stay focused. You breathe. You keep your vision focused, and it, it will happen. It will happen. You just got to keep yourself on a high vibration, and it happens. So I'm, I'm, like I said, this pandemic has really been, uh, you know, tragic for for the world on whole. But because where I was in my uh, in my path, I was prepared for it. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I think I think that was that was the key for for a lot of us who, quote unquote, got knowledge of self back in the days. Is we we. We, we kind of saw something like this happen. Nobody knew exactly what would happen, but again, it's preparation. So there's the, 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 it's, that's again, we're sports and refereeing, you know, every, you know, we're trained every, before every game, we have a pregame, right? No matter how well you know the, the game. And even if we, you know, we don't quote unquote call it a pregame, but you're always talking to your partner and you're always talking about the game. So being prepared is the key that, that allows you to uh, be successful in anything. Mm. 
Those are some wise words, man. I was uptown yesterday, believe it or not. I was at Dykeman, and um, first time I've ever been there. Um, energy was incredible. I can imagine. It was, it was, it, it, we outside. Put it this way. Yeah, we outside. Um, shout out to Cha-Ching. Shout out to Wavy Walker, who uh, definitely opened my eyes, opened the doors for me. He was like a celebrity there. And I mean, like, I got everything I, on top of my own credentials, you know, like, which is, it's still weird. I, I don't, I'm still the same person, please. <laughs> I know. I I'm know. still the same person. That's what so. makes it beautiful, you know? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't Just, want anyone to think that I'm like different now. I'm, I'm not, I'm the same person. But anyway, I go there and I made it in a way where I had a game at nine o'clock back in Long Island. But after watching the first game, I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. And it was Donnie Welsh. She was like, no, come, please. I need you. And I can't find anybody. And I'm like, I ended up going. And, you know, it's, it's really weird because I'm, I guess this is the final question I want to ask you. Okay. The reason why I'm explaining that whole story is because I felt like I was conflicted between, like, being there, taking pictures, and, like, just networking versus refing. And it took me... It took me a long time to finally go, like, come to terms of, like, all right, I got to go back to Long Island. I got to get ready. I got to do my hair. Then I got to do this game. And once I got there, I was like, nah, I'm happy I'm here. You know? So as much as I, I was sad that I missed the whole duration of the experience at Dykeman Park, um, I was happy that I ref. But, you know, you're in the same situation where you're conflicted between um, taking pictures and refing, or I guess it doesn't really overlap the way it overlaps with me. You know, it's not a matter of conflicted. It's just, again, focused areas. And, you know, getting one thing accomplished at a time. Because to me, I, you know, I have the big vision of, of incorporating it all. Mm. The, the video, the, the pictures, the, the refereeing. Uh, I think the quality of your picture and sound. You know, I have an idea. I don't want to even give away the name. But sound, light, and language is what it's all about and the you know the the sports is especially in america you know mm -hmm. but but it's becoming more and more worldwide it's it's such a streamline of energy that keeps people spirits high you know what i mean and again we we the, the, the global or the pandemic means global so the pandemic was shut down the world by the nba mm -hmm. You know, and um, I, I think I don't think we can overlook that. So we we are fortunate, bro. We 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 uh, we we latched on to the right game. We saw the vision, and um, like I said, it's not a conflict. It's just <clears throat> one you know trying to master one thing at a time, and then be able to weave it all together. Mm. And um, again, I I want to be an example for these young people of the different angles that can that can be approached. For, for what you can do. You know, you, you're not locked into. There's how many teams in the NBA? You know, you're not, everybody's not going to the NBA, but that doesn't mean you can't. There's people, probably people making more in the long term than some of the NBA. You know, that's, that's probably all to do with these what these guys are making, but there's other angles, and that doesn't mean that you can't be successful, you know, on some other level. So, like I said, it's not a matter of choosing. I think it's just progressing. Know what I mean? And, you know, I definitely, I, I, I want to give back and start something. Let's teach these refs. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we see so many refs lacking, and including myself, that we could all use that, uh, 
that extra push. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So Send me your resume. <laughs> so yeah, rap Ralph, man. I, yo, you, what you're doing is is amazing. Like I said, I I I'm good at picking up on on uh, things and and. I saw this coming. I didn't realize, man, 300 episodes plus right now. That's yeah. That's and I kind of, I kind of held back this summer because I just wanted to see if it was like, yeah. All right, is it because I put out too much stuff, or is like, no, the, no, and it's so the fire is still man. there. So it's, it's it's so diverse. Like you got NBA refs and women refs and and uh, coaches and players and different even sports. So it's and Tim Jinx, well rounded, yeah. Me too. You know what I'm saying? I, I never stop self-promoting, no doubt. Yeah, I like I that, man. So in myself. we'll definitely talk about how we can collaborate in the future. Um, also, you know, really good luck to your trip in Texas. I want to yes. get another part three. No doubt. And you can report yeah. everything that happened, and we'll probably get all that stuff recorded on the podcast, and you could, we could, like, button that up and make that another episode. But, dude, I thank you for your time. I'm happy that we caught up. Any final words you want to say before you uh, start packing and, and go to sleep and then get on that? Yeah, just Plain. much respects to all the referees out there. Shout out to to Ralph and Referee Rant. And uh, much, much appreciation, bro. Mm. Much appreciation. Grand Avenue in the house. Yeah, man. Uniondale, you strong. <laughs> Hempstead, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, we good. Thank you, Ralph. <sighs> Uniondale's strong, even though I'm from Baldwin. It's, it, strong? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me that I'm from Baldwin, but I, like, love Uniondale. No, man. It's, it's all family, man. Yeah, it's all family. Tim Jinx, Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace. Peace, love, and light.